Good day, my friends. Well, it's the first day of August, and other than that, it doesn't really mean like much. It's a Monday. We begin, I guess, another week doing that which we do. I have a lot to talk about today involving the world of philosophy, the philosophy of what we think, and how we think what we think, and how so much of what you are being bombarded with is just a cacophony of so much information. You're getting hit with junk food, too much stuff that means absolutely nothing. John Stewart said this, Pelosi's going here. You're letting other people determine the aggregation, the, the collating, the, the containment of information. You're letting other people tell you what it is. And you're responding to it. You're thinking that because they're telling you this is the story, that's where you must go. Because that's what people are talking about. They're talking about Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan. That's the story. Is that the story? I don't think so. I don't think so. How about John Stewart? John Stewart making a fool out of himself, not knowing what the hell he's talking about, per usual. Is that a story? It is a little bit because it shows you it's it's kind of a representative sample of what you should be knowing. And then we talk about all the time we use the word truth. Well, what is the truth? Well, we get a lot of truth. But we got a lot of stuff that's just irrelevant. It's beyond irrelevant. And today is going to be one of those things I just want to... It's almost like a philosophical story because you're going to have to recognize this. Because what you're doing is that many people here in the world that we are in, they will jump on a story and they will milk it to death and you, by virtue, by virtue of this aggregation, you'll say, okay, that's the story. Hey, that's terrific. No, that's not it. That's not important. We have a, a lot of, a wonderful group of younger people who are new into this, and they absolutely, I marvel at what they don't know. If you hear somebody use the word ecosystem in a, in a um, sentence more than five or six times, you know that this is part of a, this is a nomenclature that they have no way, it tells me right away, okay, I know who you are. I know who you are. I know where you're from. I know you're part of that group. I understand it. There are people right now who are representing forces that are negative and contrary to you, not because of what they say, but because they waste your time. There is a waste of time here. There is the inability for people to really focus on that which matters. Do you follow what I'm saying? I hope you do. I think you do. I think you do. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk also about what's going to happen to truth, how the courts are working, how people are using now libel and slander and uh, disinformation, misinformation how they are basically destroying our ability to speak. And here's something which is the most interesting. And this is, and I want you to think about this. And you will never see this. But if we had it, it would be wonderful. Years ago, there were the the Russell or the SART uh, hearings. Uh, Right around uh, Vietnam, post-Vietnam, they would travel the country and they would have um, discussions, kind of point-counterpoint, Almost like the McClellan and the and the Kefauver commissions would travel around to discuss what is happening, and I am telling you right now. Listen to me. Remember, I'm telling you this. The one thing that would change everything is if we had all of the parties in the same room at the same time, talking right now. I would give anything to have Ted Cruz in a point-counterpoint with John Stewart. I would give, give anything right this moment regarding the PACT Act and the $400 billion in discretionary uh, uh, spending that will, as Cruz says, supercharge inflation. 
the $679 billion dedicated to veterans, the, the pork side of this, I would give anything if we had this, if it was possible to have John Stewart with his F-bomb expletives uh, just say ref- uh, word salad, word salad. He has no idea of what he's saying. And it's not about John Stewart per se, but what it is is it's it's whenever John's remember, whenever you see John Stewart say anything, and I and I believe me, I've seen this before, I've been in the business of radio, and I'll tell you this in a moment. But whenever you see John Stewart um involve himself in anything, you know it's about a piece of legislation that is going to pass. Absolutely one hundred percent going to pass. It is going to pass. But he's arguing about some arcane aspect to it that gives you the impression, to the unenlightened, that it's that, that it may not go through. The Zadroga Act, uh, the money that was earmarked for first responders, that was going to pass. That was going to go. And other people jumped on it. But he, of course, immediately started yelling and screaming. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to make it. So whenever you see Jon Stewart, it, it's going... It's like John Stewart following a uh, a fire truck with the sirens going behind his car yelling, you better show up. I am. We're going there. Yes, but I'm going to make sure you go to where you're going with the lights going. This is, this is, we'll talk about that. It's not so much about John Stewart, but it's the idea of, and I'll give you some anecdotal stuff about my time in talk radio and how people have always loved to steal the issue, to go and to steal the headlines. And this is something which I've seen so much throughout my career and also this miserable world of people who are called comedians and the like. How I, how I, well, despise them. But first I want to talk about something very, very important. To one of our great sponsors, my Patriot Supplies, and prepare with Lionel.com. I'm going to make it very simple. You have got to start preparing right now while you can do it for an emergency food supply. There was a time in this country when people were called preppers and crazy. But right now, the deal of the deal of the deal to get you started, because this is something that you build up, just like ammunition, that's exactly what it is, you can save $150 off of a three-month emergency food supply by going to preparewithlionel.com. It is that simple. And I'm telling you, preparewithlionel.com. I can, I can hear them now. Well, nobody's laughing anymore. You get 21 varieties up to a 25-year shelf life. Think about this. Over 2,000 calories a day. Delicious. Tasty, beautifully prepared breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks in resealable, heavy-duty, four-layer pouches with oxygen absorbers. They weigh all 120 pounds. Six rugged, heavy-duty, water-resistant buckets made in the USA. You stack them, you put them out of the way, and they are there. Preparewithlionel.com. 90 days, minimum 90 days Per person. This is not a luxury. This is not a frill. This is not a goo-gaw. This is not something that oh, that'd be kind of it. No. This is absolutely guaranteed and required. Period. Period. So prepare with Lionel.com. More people are you have no idea how people say, I'm there. And I'm telling you this as a friend, and they are also our sponsor. And we help our sponsors. Prepare with Lionel.com. Go there now, preparewithlionel.com. One more time, Toby, preparewithlionel.com. Okay. As you may or may not know, I've been, I was in the talk radio biz. I started in really kind of 1988, sort of. I mean, officially I was doing this kind of before, but I, I saw it when it was coming into play. And at the time, there were people in the biz who tried to get their name out there because we didn't have, there wasn't a lot of money for promotion. Radio stations were always, you know, engineering, promotion, we didn't know what promotion was, 
advertising, they always did their thing, and programming. There was a guy years ago, Jerry Williams, I think his name was, don't hold me to it, I think he started the teabag movement in which he was very upset about the fact that there were pay raises that were being considered in Congress, so he enlisted the help of his um, listeners to uh, send in teabags or whatever, and they, and they deluge, it was like, the, it was a version of the, of the um, telegram, you know, and so uh, they would go to his... Station, local, well, the local talk radio host has certainly got things going now. And, oh, great promotion. They love that people tune in. Okay, fine. Remember years ago, was it Toby Keith who sent, was it Toby Keith who sent cowboy boots to Peter Jennings? Then there was, we've always had these things. We've always had these gimmicks, these things that, you know. And you normally pick something that people are already going to go along with. And I remember at the time during the, during the Zadroga Act, there was a bill for first responders. And by the way, you're going to be hearing more about 9-11 and the uh, uh, air quality and the, the environment, which is going to open up Pandora's box of litigation because 9-11 was a series of lies in so many respects, including... The first responders and firemen and, and, and police who were told, don't worry. Remember Christy Todd Whitman? Don't worry about it. Go ahead, it's okay. We got it, got it covered. So at the time this was happening, the Zadroga Act, I think they called it, it was going to be passed. There's no doubt about that. It was, it was, there was no doubt about that. But I remember people just jumping on board and you would take film crews or whatever, and it was like, I was there. Well, thank you very much. And it and people are to be commended. And people are to be lauded for this. But I have a BS detector that is so sensitive, I know exactly what's happening. I have seen this before. I have seen this. And something happens... Something happens, especially when you look at various people. I don't want to spend time on John Stewart because he's really irrelevant. There's a guy who's trying to, he can't get arrested. He was at the top of his game and he decided to, he and Stevie Van Zandt have two one of the most interesting parallel. Stevie Van Zandt was at the top of the world and decided to break away to go for this, remember the South Africa stuff and it just, things don't, sometimes you know, careers don't get back and whatever it is. Okay. But he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. And by the way, it's not just him. That that ilk, that ilk, that that Daily Show crew, Samantha B, Mars running out of his trajectory, we've seen this before. What's next? Let me tell you something. Point number one. Remember this. Whenever you watch somebody, let's face it, we watch a lot of people. People watch more than they read. Reading, you can forget. There is so much great stuff to be read online. You, you don't see the censorship for that at all. Because nobody's reading. But there's great stuff there. Believe me when I tell you this. But the first thing is to be able to tell sincerity. And that's something only you can tell. Let me give you an example. People are always trying to figure out Joe Rogan. They're always trying to say, you know, what is it about him? What 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 is this thing? And so far, let me stop and say I do not listen every day. If I hear him, it is something on YouTube or something that other people have covered, but it doesn't really matter. He's been able to maintain a degree of sincerity. And people buy into it. They understand it. They grasp it. They see it. And as long as you can fake that... Remember that old joke? Anyway, but, but, it, but he has that. And there's no, there's no doubt about what I'm seeing. There's no, there's no doubt about that. That's number one. Number two. You have to be able to distill something into something that you truly believe in and that you are not necessarily saying because that is the thing to do. Again, I heard... I've seen, I wish I could, I'll, I'll never do it, but I happen to come across, and I'm always, I'm always sampling things on YouTube. Let me see what these people are doing. They have a nice set. They have some young people. 
you'll have people kind of nerdish. They'll talk. And if you hear the word ecosystem in a sentence, you know they don't know what they're talking about. I know where they're from. And then you get people who are trying to explain. They think they've reinvented something. This is the most fascinating thing. Listen to me. Point number two. Understand your antecedents. Subscribers to LionelMedia.com. This is my paywall freedom site. I could say what I want. I always sample music that for some particular reason or another I think is noteworthy. I I posted recently a clip of uh, Steve Lukather. Might have been a minute. Some of the most incredible guitar work ever. Old blues, antecedent music. It might be something that goes back all the way to Cole Porter. It might be something. But to pay homage to hearing what we're hearing right now. Gil Scott Heron is one of the greats, probably the godfathers of what we call rap. Deborah Harry initially and others. Listen to this. Young folks today, listen carefully. Love to say that was before my time. Lightning Hopkins and uh, Robert Johnson was before my time. The Civil War was before my time. And what these people don't understand today is they're trying to reinvent something and they don't understand when news was great. There was something about it. And the number one, the number one piece, the number one item, the most important thing that you either have it, you don't, you can't write it, it's sincerity. It's this connection with people that you're saying, you know what, this guy really means what he's saying. He means what he's saying. And I keep pointing to Joe Rogan, there's others. He means what he's saying. When our good friend Dinesh was doing 2,000 Mules, he lived and breathed it. And then he got the pushback on that. He, he, said, he lived it. You connected with it. You don't even realize you know what you're watching. You don't even recognize what you're doing is something that was sincere. Stewart doesn't come across as sincere. John Oliver, it's a joke. Bill Maher reads things sometimes for the first time in the prompter and laughs because he thinks it's funny because he didn't write it. He's not sincere. He comes across, he wants to be the smart Dennis uh, Miller. Um, thinks he invented conservatism. He is the cool guy who says, you're not, probably not going to believe this, but I'm the cool conservative. And it comes across immediately as, I know what you're doing. This is a bit. It's a work. Legitimacy. I'm telling you. Next point. Somebody keep track. Four? I have no idea. Point four? If I hear one more person... Waste my time discussing about some historical antecedent to something. You know, I was going back and I was reading. Is this a Straussian? Is this a neoconservative? Would you call this a... Would this be more Strauss? Or is this actually a paleoconservative? Would this be, in essence, a kind of a Scoop Jackson type of conservatism? I don't know if it's paleo. I don't know if you fall into the Ronald Reagan. <clears throat> or the... What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I don't know if I'm a, if I'm a free trader. I'm, I'm more of a laissez-faire kind of... Stop it. What are you doing? Do you want to talk about movies or watch movies? I want to watch them. You want to talk about them? Go ahead. Go talk. You want to talk about cuisine? Would you call this pan-Cuban? <clears throat> or would this be... Just eat it. Would you call this Kurosawa versus Antonioni? Is it... Shut up and watch this. What are you talking about? Why are you talking about this? Stop talking about politics. I don't care about your political theory. It doesn't matter to me. What are you talking about? This is boring. America doesn't care about this. Who cares about what Leo Strauss said at the University of Chicago and whether, you know, I, I just, I, I don't get it. You want to keep reliving Barry Goldwater? You want to keep doing this? So here's the, what's the number, five, six? I don't know. Here is the most 
important thing I can possibly tell you. And this is the second time I've told you this is the most important. So this is the second most important thing I can tell you. I don't know what this means. I don't know what these labels mean. I hate them. We end up talking about the labels and miss the most important part about what we're saying. I don't know. The idea, the doctrine I love, which is not really a doctrine, but it is, especially in foreign affairs and global theory, is realism. Isn't that a beautiful name? Realism. Be a realist. Stop using these terms. Stop letting people tell tell you what... Tomorrow, and listen to me, and listen good, tomorrow, the Democrats may make more sense. John Maynard said, when the situation changes, I change my opinion, or I may change my opinion. Whatever you were 20 years ago, you didn't change, 20 years ago changed. It's not the same now. I've got friends of mine, maybe you do, who say, you know, I was a hippie. Hippies are dead. It's over with. There's no hippie anymore. What are you talking about? You're getting stuck into this doctrinaire nonsense. We have problems we've never had before. Not like this. These old labels don't make any sense. These old labels don't make any sense. I always want to share this with you. I, By the way, this might interest you. Speaking of real comedians, one of my favorite uh, comedians growing up when I grew up, who is now a great friend, I talked to him yesterday, Mrs. L and I did. He is 93 years old, Pat Cooper. <coughs> Pasquale Caputo. He is, if you ever see this uh, Sebastian or uh, Maniscalco, whatever his name is, this Pat Cooper. Pat Cooper did things before people knew what Pat Cooper was doing. He's 93. Anyway, so I was talking to a friend of mine, and the guy was, and I love him to death, he was from, kind of, from the days of Khrushchev and, you know, post-Cold War, that was his mentality, is, is, is what he is. And he's talking about Russia and Putin. And I said, you're, you're looking at this through the lens of a cold warrior, of a Russophobe. That's not the way it is now. Russia now is not the Russia from 50 years ago. China now is not the 20, China 20 years, five years ago. You, you, you can't use these terms. Realism, what do we know about this today? When you go to a doctor and you say, listen, I want to tell you something. I'm going to cancer. I'm going to do my new test. Let me show you my old test. I don't want to see your old test. I mean, it might be interesting, but no. Because I want to see what the cancer is today. Not what it was a week ago or a month ago. Today. Listen to me. Please tell me, just nod. Give me a one. Just say point one if you're, if you're listening to me. We've never seen this before. You understand this, right? We've never seen this before. There is no similarity. Nothing. There is something that is running. It's not a conspiracy theory. There is something, an organization, a people, a group that is running this country that have absolutely nothing to do with our world. Do you understand that? They are... We've never seen them before. People keep saying, well, you know, Biden this, Biden that. How do I need to tell you this? Biden is not running the show. But who is running the show? Who cares? There's no, I can't give you a name. I don't understand this. He's not running the show. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Don't worry about this. Well, why don't? Why doesn't Biden step down? Because whoever it is, 
does not think it's a good idea yet. Because he is not running the show. If you had to point to the people who are running the country, it's big tech oligarchs, shadow government, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, the the Great Resets. And when I talk to, and I've tried to do this, my dear friends, they look at me like, what are you even talking about? This knows no parallel. Please. Do you want to talk about Nancy Pelosi? I don't. That's crazy story about her. No. Do you want to talk about it? No. I'm going to determine what's going on. I'm going to determine. I'm going to tell you what I think the story is. And the story right now is that we have never seen this before. That's the story. And we are trying our best to figure out what are we doing today and what's the truth? What's really going on? And what do we need to know? What do we really need to know here? And I'm telling you right now, it is not this conservatism stuff. And is Trump the answer? Could be, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're telling him. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Next point. Sometimes with, with medicine, you got to get radical. I'm sure when somebody thought of chemotherapy for the first time, they thought, that's, that's poison. That's precisely the, that's what we're doing. We're poisoning the cancer. Yeah, but you're going to kill the patient. Well, not necessarily. This is Donald Trump. You don't have to like him. Next point. What's his number? Eight, nine? I don't know. You do not have to like Donald Trump. There are things Donald Trump does that I think are insane. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't care. I'll take everything everything he does that is noisome and bothersome and problematic, I will take anything he says hands down. Do I make myself clear? He's not perfect. I don't know if he's got the smarts to do this round two. I don't know. I don't know. I think as of today, as Mrs. L calls it, Ron and Don... Ron, or Don and Ron, rather. Sounds like a morning crew. Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump. DeSantis is VP because Trump's going to be 78, and that could assuage the fear that people have that maybe Trump's too old. So you put in a guy, but you've got to be able to give him the power, and that'll be something which this country so desperately needs. But you understand what they're doing. They're doing one of two things. Number one, they are so afraid of this that they are trying to, by virtue of this January 6th, whatever, which went nowhere, to make Trump so radioactive, so third rail, so contaminated that nobody wants him or whatever it is. Okay. And number two, to set it up so that he can be convicted of seditious uh, conspiracy and therefore, pursuant to the 14th Amendment, kept out of office, like they tried to do with Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's it. If you don't have any... if if Let me see if I can explain this. If you doubt as to what a blow he would be to this corrupt group of people, shadow government, cryptocracy, police state, intel state, ruling class, permanent government, whatever you want to call these people, if you have any doubt, anything, as to how he is an existential threat to these people, I don't know what is. So that's my realism. I don't like these people. The people I don't like don't like him, so I like him. The enemy, my enemy is my friend. He's the way to go. That's it. It's not perfect, but we're at the cross. We either go this way, no, or we go this way. We're going this way. That's it. There's no doubt in the moment. I don't want to hear about you and your tweets and him and his tweets and, gee, I can't go to uh, Christmas. I don't care about that. How many friends have you lost? How many friends have you lost? Paul Nitz, Donnie Newell, Laura Floyd, Al Lewis, Weird Al, Carol DeJong. How many lost? Vinny Sam. How many friends have you lost over the course of your career? Friends, family members, you have lost them. You have lost them. By virtue of what you think, how many friends have you 
lost. Look at this. Ramsey says several. Joey Burbo, all of them. We need Trump and his hammer. Big Ronnie Shapiro, absolutely. I cannot tell you. I can't I cannot tell you the number of people. And I want you to understand. You must understand this about me. I'm more I don't know, Mrs. L I think sometimes I I think well, I think we're different in this respect. I don't need anybody but her. Immediate family, her, that's it. The rest of the people can pound sand. I have no, I have no interest whatsoever. Number two, I'm doing a lot of counting. All my life, I love what people hate. With the exception of, if they don't like this music, I love that music. I was listening in high school to serious, serious, uh, hardcore jazz that Nobody even. I didn't like Zeppelin. Didn't want to go. Didn't go for the Stones. Didn't really care for any of that stuff. I whatever I thought. I, thought, I like this. This defines me better. I like this. I like literature that was different. It was a different time. I'm used to that. Whenever everybody likes something, it's not good. There is no solace in the majority. None. I don't need people. I don't like people. I spend my time saying, you don't know what you're talking about. Life is too short. I'm very good at convincing. I've, 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 I've very, very few people. Very few. In fact, I really don't interact with anybody other than Mrs. L. That's it. Nobody. I'm at a stage now where I find everybody just stupid. More than I've ever noticed. I've noticed a level of stupidity greater than anything I've ever seen. And ignorance in colors. I mean colors. It's a brand new world. And I love it. All of my radio friends. Oh my God, I don't even know what... I don't... They're so... TV, news. Oh dear God. It's like they... It's like vaudeville. And bell bottoms and disco all at the same time it ended and they don't know this. Nobody seems to understand the criticality of this world. Nobody seems we need to have a boot camp for me to just build people, tear them down and build them up again. I gotta give you a Another example of something. A little example. How many times have you heard the word racist? In, I don't know, last year? And it wasn't racist. <clears throat> Define it. Racism is defined as a belief where either a particular group or, or and everybody's, every, everything is a race. It doesn't have to be a race. It can be, you know, right-handed people or left or everybody's it's uh, everybody is um, 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 inferior to you, or you're superior to another group. That's racism. Okay, okay. That's racism. You got it. Let's just assume. Okay. As I explained to a friend, so what? Can I think that? Do I have the do I have the 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 right, the freedom, and do you to be racist? Yes. So what? Yeah, but that's racist. So what? What does it matter? What do you want to do? How do you want to fix this racism? How do you want to fix it? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to do? Missing the issue completely. Okay, he's a racist. Good. Now what? What do you want to do? Kill him? Shoot him? Imprison him? Call the police? What do you want to do? Nothing. Get used to it. Hate is protected speech. Hate, loathing. Just don't act on it. Just don't act on it. Don't act on it. Don't hurt. But just don't. Don't tell people that. And if you're a racist, if you're if if you're if your racism is so, but if a black person says, you know what, I'm better than this Chinese guy because I'm black and he's Chinese. So what? 
It's a free country. What do I care? White supremacy. Remember that white supremacy? Everyone's a white supremacist. So what? Be a white supremacist. I don't care. What do I care? That's not the issue. I'm still waiting for somebody to explain climate change and what I'm supposed to do about it. Climate change denier. Okay, stop. What do you want me to do? I... Have you tried that yet? Please do this. Have you tried that? Have you tried that yet? Have you tried to tell me, listen, help me out. What am I supposed to I don't know. So we've got two things. Racism, climate change, we have no idea. Ask any of your liberal friends. Ask any of them. Do you believe, irrespective of about transgenderism, do you believe this should be taught in, in grade school or in kindergarten? Do you think so? Taught this. Without you, okay. They'll tell you no. Okay, that's that. Where's the issue? There is no issue. These are these are absolute, these are distractions. This is rodeo clown stuff thrown out there to distract you from what's going on by a group of people that nobody agrees with. So what are we talking about? I'm tired of this. I don't under I don't understand I don't understand this. This is not our concern. This is the biggest colossal waste of time and I am telling you nobody believes this. Nobody. Nobody anywhere is waking up saying you never nobody's ever picked up the phone and says hello Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Beldevere. Yes. Listen, I'm looking at little Morgan's uh, syllabus. I don't see anything about transgenderism here. She's in the in kindergarten. Now if you don't do something about this. I'm seeing you know finger painting and playtime and recess and nap, but I don't see anything about, I want there to be a mention of cisgender trans ice. Nobody. It doesn't exist. So take that and put that over here like that. That's not my concern. It's not my concern. It's not your concern. Nobody is, the only thing we're concerned about is, why is this making its way into the school system? Why? Where is this coming from? Do you think Joe Biden said, listen, make sure that when we're in office, we're going to push two agendas. Number one, climate change. Number two, trans, not LGB, LGBT. It's all inclusive. It's all inclusive. Do you think Joe Biden ever, do you think Carmelita Harris actually cares about that? Do you think, do you think that Corrine Jean-Pierre says, listen, that LGB stuff is okay, but we got to get more of this trans um, ideology in schools. Do you, where is this? That is what the shadow government cryptocracy is about. It's an agenda nobody is even remotely talking about. And you're just... Now the next thing, look at this. I lost my Gen Z daughter to lies. Isn't that something? Isn't that something, Laura? Politics today is like a is like a, a cult. It's like a cult. And there's always been. Remember that song? Uh, remember that song from the seventies? Things got a lot easier once you understand. Things got a lot easier. It's about some guy talking to his father about the hair. Remember the old days? I got long hair. I love you, man. You know, that kind of thing. Hair, hair length. There was that Archie Bunker episode where there was a draft dodger and he didn't, Archie didn't want to have him at their Thanksgiving dinner, but Archie Bunker was so upset. He said, this is a gold star father who lost his son in Vietnam. And the father says, no, son, you, you eat with us. My son would have wanted to know you. Or, I mean, it was pure Norman Lear. There's always been division. There's always been a degree of something. And sometimes, maybe, 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 maybe we're maybe highlighting it a little bit more. Maybe that part. I want to hear the story about a parent who kicks their kid out because they're liberal. I don't know what that means. You always hear about the child who dismisses the parent. But you never hear about the parent who says, get out of here. You voted for Biden? Get out. I don't hear that. I mean, maybe it's there. That's overplayed. It's overplayed. You know what I say? So what? 
So what? You know why your finger fell off? Because it was gangrenous. You lost a finger, but it was dead. It was necrotic. You would have died from this. Sometimes you lose people in the world. You didn't need them. You didn't need them at all. Think about this. Their political ideology gets in the way of what you think. That's like you not liking them because they like a, a band. You like Bay City Rollers? Yeah, get out. Get out. I don't know you. What's the matter with you? I'm used to that. And we always think that things are worse now. We always think that things are worse now by virtue of this time that we're in. Not necessarily. So what I'm going back to tell you before is I want you to take everything that you know and I want you to go issue by issue by issue by issue by issue. And forget about what the group thinks. Roe v. Wade, it's really Casey. Notice how we're not even talking about that anymore. You notice that? Did they stop bothering Justice Kavanaugh? Did they stop going to his house? Yeah. Well, what happened? Did they lose interest? They lost interest. Do you understand this? Oh, look at this. Ted says, after graduating law school, my daughter went to work for Kamala Harris while she was California AG. I've lost my little girl who I love more than anyone. She won't talk to me anymore. Ted, that breaks my heart. So what do you do? Let's stop right now. What should Ted do about this? Stop what we're doing right now. What would you do? What would you do if your daughter or whatever doesn't talk to you anymore? What do you do? It's very easy for us to do it because we're not in your position. What do you do? Do you sit there and say, I'm going to be the better person? I'm going to be the better better. I'm going to be the better person. I'm going to be the one who reaches out and says, "Well, honey, no matter what, I love you." You know what? I wish I could be like that. But I'm more vicious and vindictive. I'm going to say, "I gave you life and this is the way you treat me over ideology." This is a woman, so you're now working for Kamala Harris. She's into love and acceptance and acceptance. I'm supposed to love, I'm supposed to love, love this, love this, love people, love everybody. And you don't love me because of what exactly? What have I ever done? What have I done? You do absolutely nothing. That's what I would do. Screw it. I'm not going to sit here. Some people have to pay. See, consequence is a real tough thing. What are you going to do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what? This is an adult you're talking about. I don't understand this. You know, we hear these stories. Let me tell you another another version of this. It's not really a version of this, but it's kind of similar to it. Years ago, I knew of this kid whose father, when he, when it, when he came out to his father as gay, the father says, I'm going to beat the gay out of you. And he left. And he feels terrible. I was like, keep going. This guy's an idiot. He's, a, he's an animal. Works both ways. I'm going to say something to you that people don't want to hear, but I'm going to say it. You owe yourself self-respect and the respect of others. And I don't give a damn if it's your kid or your mother or your father or your neighbor or your, or your spouse Life is too short to put up with disrespect, period. Golden rule. Do unto others. Do you care what your daughter thinks? Absolutely not. So she cares what you think? Sorry. It was your decision. You know where to reach me. Doesn't mean it's not going to hurt. Doesn't mean it doesn't make you feel sad. But that's psychopathic. Let me explain something to you. Anybody here have any... Have you ever had a uh, bounce with, not bounce, maybe you have, but somebody in your family with schizophrenia? Schizophrenia is the worst thing anybody can ever imagine. Usually in your 20s, your son or daughter, a lot of times women, is very evenly matched. I don't know what the breakdown is, but you'll get a call. It's like this. Campus police calls. Campus police calls. Uh, and they say, Mr. So-and-so, yes. Listen, uh, I'm a whatever. I'm at the uh, university hospital. Listen, your roommate or the roommate says, "Listen, um, 
Morgan had a... She was acting kind of weird. She was out on the ledge and she was yelling and I was afraid she hurt, so I called the police. And they're going to be... Um, they're going to be uh, watching her um, 24 hours, mandatory, make sure she's okay. And they might keep her for up to 72 hours for observation. And, and um, I'm going to have somebody call you and then you go to the, you know, the hospital or whatever it is. And the attending physician says she's had a schizophrenic episode. What does that mean? That means not good. Uh, is probably the beginning of the rest of her life. I'm sure it's happened. Somebody has a schizoid episode and it never comes back again. But probably not. And at the, and at the height of her, at the height of her, or his career when they're in college and, and the whole world's in, in in front of them, they get this and it's like a death sentence. And they scare people and they're just. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a compassionate awe kind of a mental illness. Sometimes when some kids are intellectually handicapped, you say, "Oh, you know, because they're nice and sweet." This is scary stuff. That's mental illness, and it's horrible. Now, nowhere near that, nowhere near that, but in a category that is pretty close is somebody who was politically, mentally ill. Something happened. And, oh, and what they would do is they'll, they'll ask the parent, was there a stressor? What was it? What was it? Well, she broke up. There were exams. Something triggered it. Didn't cause it, but triggered it. Maybe there was a, it was, an, it was going to happen. Maybe it was some type of predilection or some form of um, predisposition towards that. So anyway, you know what the stressor was? Trump. Trump was the stressor. Trump activated latent political schizoid detachment behavior that nobody even thought was there. Nobody even, we remember it. People I remember from the 60s, you might have, you know, the hippie or the war, but nothing like this. Because not only, not only did it, did it come out very demonstrably one way or another, but it, and this is the weird part, it, it became fashionable to overreact. It became fashionable. So people said, oh, you think you can overreact? Oh, I, I, I work for God. My I don't talk to my mother anymore. Well, I don't talk to my mother and father. Ooh. I might try that. That's fashionable. Good for you. I'm sorry, you're a racist. I'm a what? You're a racist. I'm your mother. I don't care who you are. I'm a racist. What are you talking about? You're a white nationalist. You voted for him. You're uh, whatever it is. And then they will go back into their pack They'll be congratulated and groomed. Uh, you know, they go into there and they're like they're preening and licking each other like rats in a nest. Good for you. Good for you. That's great. And it's now they then go into a world. They end, then go into a world where they are told if anybody around you, teachers, administrators, anybody, says anything, and this is at the highest level of academe of the academe, when um, the one of the elders or whatever they're called at uh, Yale remember her, his wife was talking about wearing um, Halloween costumes and it was the most ridiculous thing at a campus that used to be the the uh, the epicenter of free speech they were going to Pillory this guy. Pillory. They were they wanted his blood. And then you have people who and it's this scrum. That was very good, very good. Who did you do today? Well, I haven't talked to my mother. Good. What about you? Well, we all we, we got a, the dean of admissions fired. Good. What about you? 
Well, we boycotted um, Clarence Thomas, who was going to speak at uh, teach at George Washington. We got good. Well, so and so was going to speak at our convocation. Good. Intolerance. Shut people down. Shut people up. Shut them. Well, he's a conspiracy theorist. Shut him down. Shut him down. That's where we are today. And it's at every level. And somewhere, the shadow government cryptocracy, this is better than we ever even imagined. Imagine. This is beautiful. Because to shut people down, misinformation, disinformation, dad information, um, well, he's a climate denier. That's it. That's it. And then you have these to show you how bad it is, people who show this inordinate interest in having, and God bless them, a campus discussion with some kid who gets into an argument with Ben Shapiro or Jordan Peterson about pronouns. And of course, they only give you the edited version, the ones that are good. You're not going to have someone where somebody lambastes them. No, 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 no. Anyway, this is where we are today. This is, this is the level of, of, we're talking about pronouns. We're talking about turning your back on your mother, not for what she did, but what she thinks, or your father or something, and having that applauded by this inclusive, understanding, open-hearted, open-minded, sentient, loving one with the world, one with the... These people are doing that. How does that make any sense? How does that even remotely make sense? This is, this is the part that I don't, I don't understand. And yet, yet, I'm sure somewhere somebody's going to say, you're not going to believe it. My parents threw me out. Well, because I said I like Biden... And they said Biden is a neurologically challenged dolt who is here to destroy the world, and they kicked me out. It doesn't work that way. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe they, I don't know. Somebody wore, there is no Biden hat. There is no Biden, there is no Biden connection. There's no Biden support. There's no, I'm a Bidenista, or no. There's MAGA, and there's nothing. You don't hear it that way. And, and it's, it's, it's these, and the racism, the climate denier, misogynist, transphobe, white supremacist. What are the other ones called? Nihilist. This is by design. This is pure orchestration. This is a kind of a passion play choreographed scrum that people put themselves into. And none of it matters. And none of it matters. So I'm, I know this is a very, very long answer to your particular problem with your daughter, but you know what? You don't know your daughter anything. It may hurt. Screw them. Sorry. If that's the way it is, that's the way it is. For an ideology? For just because of your ideology? It's one thing to say, well, you know, I... I got married again, and my daughter... Okay, you know what? All right. You know, that's not right, but... Okay, that's maybe personal. But your ideology? Because of what you think politically? It was the weirdest thing. I told her I liked Otis Rush versus Buddy Guy, and I don't know. She hasn't talked to me. That seems stupid. It's the same thing. A preference? I don't understand it. I don't, I don't even remotely... I, I don't understand it. But, now, the difference between then and the 60s is you didn't have TikTok and Instagram and Facebook to reinforce this lunacy. To reinforce this lunacy. Let me give you another example. And I... I it's true... Look at Mike Lindell. What did Mike Lindell ever do to anybody? Mike Lindell with my my pillow, mypillow.com. By the way, you got to use a code word Lionel, promo code Lionel, get a free gift. What did Mike Lindell do? 
When all these people said, we're going to give it, why? Because of Trump. Why? What did Mike Lindell do? I don't understand it. He, but he, he, he makes a great product. Okay, fine. So what does he think? Anybody not driving a Ford today because he was an anti-Semite? You want to go through that business again? Anybody uh, boycotting Edison because he screwed Tesla? I don't, under, I don't understand this. What did Mike Lindell do? What did he do to warrant this? As a great product, you know about pillows and bedspreads and this and duvets and toppers and geezer sheets, you know all of that. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, or MyPillow.com slash Lionel. That, I'm telling you right now, the products are great. We use the pillows, of course, everybody does. But that made me love him even more. And that's why you've got to show your own, say, they're not going to do that to him. MyPillow.com, he's our, he's our sponsor. Promo code Lionel. How did they do that? They used to complain about years ago about John Wayne, and John Wayne was, you know, he was a conservative, but never like this. And the reason why is they didn't have TikTok in, in Twitter then. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you something. If you're old school for MyPillow, 800-645-4965. 800-645-4965. MyPillow.com. Slash Lionel. But we've always had this to an extent. But you enjoy this scrum, this passion play. Remember, crowd, the murmurations, like starlings, like birds, and move in swaths. People don't care. People give up. People, one day, somebody said, beginning now, I, I, I know you're, you're, gonna, you're laughing at this, and I haven't even said it because you know what I'm going to say. One day somebody said, I want you to go out and cover every square inch of your skin with bluish, reddish, bruise-like tattoos because that's what we do. We're not talking about a, an earring, a stud, a cute little heart. I want you to go and show the world Look at me. Look what I will do just to fit in. Do you know what we're seeing now? May I ask you something? Mrs. L mentioned this a while back, and I just <clears throat> got a look at it yesterday. Why are so many young women walking around barely dressed? And I'm going to say something. Well, I don't know if I say it or not. But in, in clothing styles that are not, that don't uh, accentuate uh, Pulchritude. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Maybe it's a New York thing. I doubt it. What is it? What do they call them? What are those walking around in bras? Sports bras outside and basically pant. What is happening? It's the, like Yogi Fish says, it's the look at me generation. But, but look at, now I'm not trying to say the, Boy, look at the uh, boy! These short dresses. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody saying, demonstrably, I want to show you. Not that I'm proud of my body or I'm dre- dressing provocatively. No, I'm dressing hideously. I'm wearing things that do not, by any stretch of the imagination, favor me, improve me. I don't understand it. Do you see what's happening? They want to take <clears throat> the the crust, the shell, the surrounding rind of the civilization and destroy it. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Don't forget preparewithlionel.com. Our sponsor. Save $150 on a three-month supply. And our good friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com slash Lionel. Don't forget also to go to Mrs. L's YouTube channel at YouTube, of course. Linz Warriors. Also follow her on Twitter at Linz Warriors, L-Y-N-N-S underscore Warriors. And I'm at Lionel Media at Twitter, which is still a pretty good deal. Thank you for this. Have a great and a glorious and a wonderful day. See you tomorrow. 
same bad time, same bat channel, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. As we always say, the monkey's dead, the show's over, sue ya, and ta-ta.